everybody, and welcome to Horror Movie Yearbook. I'm your host, Willie Gibbs, and with me is my co-host with a pretty kick-ass shirt. Oh, this is my uh, Kahlua Ranch shirt. I like uh, that. Kahlua. Very nice. Uh, this, I got this over. This is where they filmed, like, Jurassic Park was filmed yes, in this place. Yes, that's right. You yes. took your trip to Hawaii. 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 Yeah, about a, about a year now. Yeah, about yeah. a year ago. Yep. Yes. Well, congratulations on your Hawaii anniversary. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this is Tim Long. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It was recently it was like my wedding anniversary to the wood anniversary. Yes. Five year. There yeah. you go. Got my, uh, got my wife a nice little... Um, uh, burned image into a wood piece. Do you guys of do that? The whole What's anniversary, yeah. like the yeah. I mean, oh. not so. Well, like cool. we took a trip this year, and it was kind of a pre-anniversary. Trip oh no, I mean like the wood thing, like the, the like you know how every anniversary has its own like yeah. gift thing. Do you yeah. guys do that? Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, so, we've always talked about that. But. Yeah, I do. I mean, basically, we googled it about a month before. <laughs> which month? Because we go. Because we go. Yeah. yeah, we go like. Um, Oh, we're coming out in five years. That's probably one of these things, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Is this the paper year or the yeah gemstone year? What are, what are we doing? Well, cool, good. Well, we're we're glad to have you guys here. Um, we are going to be talking about uh, Murder Party, which I'm excited to, to to talk about. This is our first time either one of us, I think, watching this movie. I've never seen it before. Yeah. Excellent. So this yeah. is it's rare that we are going in completely blind. Our last two episodes, I think, were first time watches. That's right. This wow. is our oddball Halloween. Uh, we're on series. a roll. Our next episode, which we're not going to mention yet, yeah, is also going to be a first time watch for both of us as well. Yes. Um. Anyway, I'm glad to have you here. Please, uh, as always, feel free to send us feedback. Horrormovieyearbook at gmail dot com. We are on Twitter at hm yearbook. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. All those fantastic or not so fantastic social media platforms. Um, I do not have anything feedback wise that I can see here. Um, well, we did get a tweet from a uh, friend of the show, John Street. Um, and uh, John was also he was also on our um was it Army of the Dead? Yeah, it was Army of the Dead, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes, that's right. Yes. Yep, he joined us. Yes, so so uh, yeah, fellow co-host. There yes. you go. Um, joined us for that episode, but yeah, he, uh, oh, that's right. I remember this tweet now. Yeah. He said he just stopped by to drop off these photos of the kid from blank check and an event for the crow, <laughs> uh, event for the crow being in, in, uh, in, uh, quotes. Um, do we have any idea what the kid from Blake check is doing nowadays? We should scope that out. <laughs> um, also he wanted to share that, uh, Kadeem Hardison was in two episodes of the crow salvation or stairway to heaven. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, the TV series as the Skull Cowboy, and he was basically just Kadeem Hardison in a hat. Now, I have a question related to Kadeem. Which is cool. Thank you, John, for that. Thank you, John. Yes, absolutely. And I told him, anytime you want to uh, alert us of anything yeah. Yeah. to of, do with of, the, <laughs> any 1990s movie premieres we are all about. Please. <laughs> we'll, we'll accept weird photos from these premieres. The kid from Blank Check. Okay. What's his we'll name? start with him. Brian Eric Bonsall. He's a musician okay. now. Oh. Um Yeah, post acting. He retired. He uh moved to Boulder, Colorado. He toured with the rock band The Ataris. Remember the Ataris? I've seen the Ataris live, yes. Yeah. He married Courtney Tuck. Um They had that cover of my favorite song of all time. It looks like he had some legal issues. We'll gloss around that. Um what's Boys that? Of Summer. <laughs> Boys of Summer. Boys of Summer, my yes. favorite my favorite song of all time. Yeah. Uh, not the Atari's version, but they had a, a cover. <laughs> yeah. So. so that's what he's up to. Now I had a, uh, another question about Kadeem Hardison. I Kadeem, think this, yes. This is an Let's talk Kadeem. Uh star of um Different World. A different world. Yep. What's the uh horror movie I'm blanking on right now? Uh with Sam Jackson. 
Oh my. Uh, oh shoot, it's a trauma movie, and I'm blank. He got it right There's now. There's a trauma movie with Sam Jackson. It's an early Sam Jackson, and I believe Kadeem Hardison. Kadeem is blanking. It. Death by Temptation. How did I oh, forget about that? Is that trauma? Yeah, it was produced by Trauma. I didn't know that. I'm, well, I'm 99 cool. sure. Fun. Yep, I can see it right there. Kadeem with his glasses. Remember, he used to wear the glasses that like flipped. Yeah, they were the cool flippy glasses. Yeah, it was yes. a different world. He was always always had those on. This is um, a, this is a fun movie, by the way. We should put that on the list. But, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. You a different world fan? I was. So what I was going to ask you is, yes, I was a big different world fan Me too. growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Cosby Show canceled completely. Like can't, watch could, it. can't watch it. Can't yeah. talk about it. The problem with the so so <laughs> the problem. I think we maybe have talked about this. But yeah. like, the problem with the Cosby Show, as opposed to other movies or shows featuring people who have we have since come to realize were not good people, right? Like, worse than not good, like terrible people, like a Spacey. I'm gonna go with Spacey on yeah. this one. Okay, we Spacey. We know the things that have come out about him. I can still watch a Spacey movie, right? Um. And I think the reason for that versus the Cosby thing is Cosby's playing such a wholesome like he's a moralizer, yeah. In like like oh, in, in almost every role he's involved in that I can't like it's it's extra icky. Does that make sense? Right. So then yeah. I guess yeah, the question I have for you is Cosby Show done done can't talk can't about it can't yeah. talk about it no. What about a different world? Yeah, because it's a spinoff, but it's not. But it's a spinoff caused by his being an asshole. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because Lisa Bonet went off, and she was really, really popular on the Cosby Show. Yeah. Understandably, I mean, beautiful girl. Like, I mean, it just oh, made sense. Lisa Bonet. Oh my absolutely. goodness, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cowboy hat. Um, but uh, she went off and shot a movie um, with Robert De Niro and Mickey Rourke um, called Oh my goodness, what is the name? It's a voodoo movie. Uh, I, she filmed a movie. It's actually uh, kind of a horror film. And there are some pretty steamy sex scenes in the film with her and Mickey Rourke. Um, she's naked. Angel Heart. Angel Heart, yes. Yep. Uh, we could add that to the list, too. That may be interesting. Um, <laughs> just because, you know, no reason that I want to watch Angel Heart again. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, she filmed the, the movie Angel Heart, and apparently Bill Cosby was just, like, incensed Furious. by this. Right. How could you do this? Where you know yes. you're on a family program. a principal man, yes. yeah, of course, absolutely. And so basically, she got jettisoned. Like the studio or the 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 network was like, well, he wanted her off the show, and but they were like, but she's like massively popular, like so they gave her a different world, yeah. and then she was only on it for one season. Yep. Yeah, and then she uh, yeah. bowed out of that. Too, I used to, so yeah. I was a big different world fan. So. Isn't that crazy? Though? Yeah, yeah. I forget. Yeah. I forgot about the backstory of that. Thank you for reminding yes. me. Yeah, yeah. You didn't come here looking for it, but you got it anyway. <laughs> uh, game nerds, they are talking about Spider-Man to mm. the video game and Super Mario Wonder. Uh, both Play of Spider-Man which. Yet? No, I believe these are going to be uh, Christmas gifts, like asking for for Christmas, because I just picked up Zelda again for the first time in months. Oh, that's months. right. Yeah. Yep, so, yep, but yep. also, I think this will be. But I'm both of those games. I really want to play for sure. So, yeah. 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 And okay. if you want, if you want expert opinions, you go to the Midwest Game Nerds on any of your favorite podcasting apps. That's right. What's your favorite podcasting app? Um, I don't know that I have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I just use, even though I think it's terrible, I just use the the Apple, the Apple one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I do, because I know there's better ones out there. Uh, Stitcher's gone now. Stitcher's gone. I use Overcast. Overcast, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people use Spotify. I, Spotify's all right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Spotify's all right. Apple I, the, I use that too. Last time I was in the Apple Podcast app, it was improved at least. It wasn't as glitchy as it used to be like. 
I it was unusable for me for a while. It, uh, yeah, and just the layout and the navigation just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Yeah, but check uh, us out there <laughs> if you can find us. <laughs> uh, and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Check yeah. us out on YouTube. Are you ready to jump in this time machine? I think so. We're headed back to when again? October 12th, 2007. 2007. Okay, so I am headed back to my... Oh, my gosh. So I would be... Oh, gearing up to move to Colorado at this point. Ah. Yeah. I've been working at Family Video for a few years. Um, yeah. Going to be moving out to Colorado here. I am about to graduate college. Nice. From uh, Central Michigan University, Chippewas. Fire up. Fire up chips. Um, okay. Well, let's head back in the time machine. You got a sound for me? What's a good, like, 2000 sounds? I'm like, thinking, like, a do, 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 do. And there's a reason that's for that. Good. And it's coming up. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so back in, this, back in 2007, uh, this week, um, Al Gore, was the, uh, he won the uh, Nobel Peace Prize already. It says, the, yeah. For the panel, uh, internet thing, yeah. For the panel on climate change. Oh, yeah, not yeah, for yeah. not for the internet. Well, thing. yeah, no. So, former <laughs> U.S. President Al Gore and the U.N. Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Tra- Change share the 2007 Nobel Peace Prize. That's nice. So there you go. <laughs> um, you, let's do top five movies at this time this weekend. That uh, Murder Party came out in very select theaters, I believe. I believe they had a very limited theatrical run. Dozens of people saw this <laughs> film in the theater. It did have a little bit of buzz, though. Um, but yeah, it was not... No. It never really blew up. Until, I it probably... It's got a cult following. Um, yeah. Number five, The Heartbreak Kid. You remember this one? The Ben Stiller movie. I, who is this? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Oh, I, is this him? Who's the um, woman? Malin Ackerman? Yes, thank you. Never saw it. Well, I saw the trailer a lot because it was on the screener for Family Video. <laughs> it was on like the, right. <laughs> the in-store screener. Yeah, so never actually saw it. I know she gets a bad spray tan at some point That's or something. That's right. Or a That's sunburn. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Number four, Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton, uh, boring... Um, <laughs> this is the one... Glo- Clooney movie, right? Clo- Clooney movies are... 90% of them are boring. Right? Yeah, I stopped watching Clooney movies, yeah. I think I liked this one, okay. but... Um, yeah. I won't argue that it's boring, but sure. This well, is uh, what's my man from uh, um, what's the Star Wars show? Andor. This is uh, is it Tony Gilroy? Gilroy. Okay. I think he wrote this. Nice. Maybe he directed it. No, I mean I'm sure it's wonderful. <laughs> I just <laughs> wait. Andor or uh, Michael Clayton? Clay, uh, both. Yeah, Andor's good. Yeah. Uh, Michael Clayton. This guy. I, I this will make me a, a heathen, but I would prefer to watch Andor over Michael Clayton again. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I would if he had to. Yeah, no, I'd take that too. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, we own the night number three. We own the night. Okay, yeah, that's Joaquin, I hate this right? Movie. <laughs> this, is, this is a bad top five for you so far. Yeah, I'm getting upset. So <laughs> I pitched this movie idea that I had <laughs> to like anybody who would listen at the video store, and then basically we own the night came out, and I was like, "Fuck, that was my idea." It's not fully my idea, but it's close enough. Okay. And I'm mad about it still. What was your idea? Well, I can't. I'm not going to do it. Oh, because no. someone will take it. Yeah, I'm never going to use it, but it dies with me. No, it, it was like a like a two brothers who are both you know uh, the sons of a New York detective or cop, and one of them went down one path and one went down the other path. So one went down the path of his father and became a cop as well, and the other one kind of got into a life of crime and and trouble and tomfoolery. Oh yes, and they drifted apart. Over time, due to the nature of 
what they're doing, right? Right. And uh, a uh, there's a serial killer on the loose in New York or whatever city you want to set it in. It doesn't matter. I just say New York because that's the go-to, right? Yeah. And they are um, killing people and tattooing clues about themselves onto the people post-mortem. Okay. So they become like the tattoo killer. Okay. And... Younger brother, I'm telling you my whole plot of my movie now. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like, give me the elevator pitch is all uh, I was saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, good, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, the two brothers have I to see the similarities, essentially. Yeah, from to, what I remember of we track all, down. All so, but the, I didn't, yeah, it upsets me. What's funny here is um, there are no horror movies on this top five. Number two was uh, the game plan. I think this is the Rock movie where he's like the uh, football player and like eats the cookies. Yes, he's like he's, a coach, right? Uh, no, I think he's a player. Remember, he? And he has the kid, like the little kid comes to live with him, um, and then oh, he eats the cookies, right. and he's like, "Well, you put because he has an allergic reaction." He's like, "This oh, is pre-rock, like this is pre-fast, like like five. Yeah, yeah, when he started like being in the sequels, blowing up, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, revitalizing um, franchise." So this was like after like a lot of his vehicles, like his the at, early like the two thousands, where his vehicles kind of did okay at best, yeah, um, and he couldn't really get a franchise going there. So then he pivoted to kind of a lot of kids movies I think too he was doing the kids movies and then like what was really smart about him or his agent or whoever was they started bringing him into established franchises that were not like yeah. killing it and he like became like the franchise savior because like yep. it was like Fast Five Journey to the Center of the Earth 2 yes yep. um, G.I. Joe G.I. Joe they brought him into like it was all these franchises that were kind of like like in a weird like yeah. kind of he went, awkward I mean, spot yeah he went back to a safe space after doing which is sad. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Number one, why did I get married? Why did I get married? Yeah, never saw this. There are what like two one? or three of these movies. Um, this is a... Oh, um, I know. This uh, is... An African-American-centered uh, comedy. Um, yeah. The trailer was very funny. I never actually got to see it, but yeah. Okay, and there is a why did I get married too, which is spelled T-O-O. Yes. Yeah, I remember yeah. these movies now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they were okay. very popular, so yeah. All right, top ten songs. Bubbly... By Kobe Calais. Uh, I would probably know this if I heard it. Yeah, I know that singer. The, yeah. What was her big song? Mm-hmm. My toes and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That so. might be that song. Um, oh, it might be. Number nine, Let It Go, Keisha Cole featuring Missy Elliott and Lil' Kim. I don't remember that one off the top of my head. No. Uh, number eight, One, Two, Three, Four by Feist. One, two, three, four, ten. Oh, teenage homes. I think this is like a big mm. Muppets song too. Like okay. I think it was like like the Sesame Street or some shit saying it. Okay. Um, Bed by Jay Holiday, number seven. Uh, number six. You'll know this one. I think. Apologize, but Timbaland and One Republic. It's too late to apologize. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. Where they drop the A. What's that? I don't like that. <laughs> it's late, too late to apologize. Too late to apologize. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I apologize for my lack of elevator pitching. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna see I was trying to stop you because you're going to see someone listen to this podcast and then uh, a year or two from now you're gonna see like the tattoo killer movie yeah, come out fine. and we're gonna, we're gonna have to review it and bomb it make it just um, invite me to the premiere or something <laughs> number five Big Girls Don't Cry by Fergie cause Big Girls Don't Cry I believe she was married to Josh Dumont Duhamel. Um, I don't like that song either. Duhasmel. Uh, Duhasmel. <laughs> number four, "The Way I Are" by Timbaland and Carrie Hilson. You would know this if you heard it. Yeah, it's got yeah, a very bro. distinct. Yeah. Um, number three, "Give Me More" by Britney Spears. Yeah, well, I didn't like that song either. Yeah. <laughs> 
Number Man, two. This is number two. Rough. Really excited to talk about this this gentleman. Uh, number two, stronger by Kanye West. Move yeah. it, face it. <laughs> yeah, the less we say about him, the better. <laughs> Let's move on. We already talked about. Uh, we've already talked about Kevin Spacey and Bill Cosby episode. This Let's episode, move. we can Let's move, move on. along. Yeah. And number one, uh, this was the song I did the uh, time machine noise to. Crank that soldier boy. Yeah, I can but, get into that. Okay, all right, all right. Now we're talking. By Soldier Boy Tell'em. I didn't know his name was Soldier Boy Tell'em. Soldier Boy Tell'em. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's an apostrophe in there too, right? Yeah, in between tell and Hell um. yeah. Uh, like that song. Superman. Uh, that's a fun that's song. That's a fun song. Um, there's a really good... Do any of these songs remind you of Murder Party? No. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a really good um, YouTube video that existed at some point, probably back when the song came out. Of uh, clips from Barney and friends with uh, Soldier Boy over the top synced up with it. It was really good. <laughs> just search it out. You know, it could be out there still. I don't know. So sure. I, I just went back to this Why Did I Get Married cast. Mm, it's a cast, Tyler Perry yeah. movie. It's Tyler Perry's Why I Get Married. But it also has Janet Jackson, Jill Scott, and Michael Jai White. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jai White, yep. Friend of the show. <laughs> He uh, <laughs> still got your autograph somewhere? Yes, I do. Good. My, auto- my shirtless autograph. Cherish it forever. Yeah. Yeah, I had a great interaction with him. <laughs> One of my favorites of all time. <laughs> what did he, What did you tell him I liked? Oh, Blood and Bone, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, hey, you know, I, I just want to get an autograph for my, my friend Tim. And he goes, oh, cool, man. You know, uh, I was like, he's a big Blood and Bone fan. He goes, yeah, man, we had a great time shooting that. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's, he's a big fan. And uh, he's like, all right, man, you know, what picture do you think Tim would like? And I was like, let me get that one. And he goes, that one? What's going on with your friend Tim? I said, no, I just, he'll appreciate it. He goes, are you sure? He was very concerned about you. And then I had him call you. Oh, that's right. And he left you a voicemail. I had that saved for so long on my phones, and then it was lost at some point. Yeah. In one of my phone transitions. I think he mentioned to you, too, at some point, like, your buddy's t- getting a shirtless picture of me for you, <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good idea. Or like, whatever. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy you told It wasn't me. a good idea. It was a great idea. It was. Yeah. We're not talking about Blood and Bone. Maybe someday. But we are talking about Jeremy Saulnier. Saulnier? Saulnier, I think. I'm going Saulnier. Yeah. Um, it sounds fancy. It does sound fancy. So. fancy. His first feature-length film, mm-hmm. Murder Party. This is... Uh, a random invitation to a Halloween party leads to a man leads a man into the hands of a rogue collective intent on murdering him for the sake of their art, sparking a bloodbath of mishap, mayhem, and hilarity. It's got a great poster, by the way. Um, Love the poster. Always remember seeing the uh, the DVD in the in the video, video yes. store too. Yeah, so. dude with the chainsaws, yep. um, blood all over him. Yeah, great poster. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time I have seen it. The first time you have seen it. Yeah. What did you think of Murder Party? It's it's funny. I've been meaning to. I'm a big fan of his movies, um, in general. So yeah. for a long time, I've been kind of been meaning to go back and like watch this and see the early stuff. You know, his earliest uh, feature, and I just never have for whatever reason. I think availability was a big issue for a long time with this movie. I remember, like it was like you couldn't get it anywhere. Oh, and I should say this is this movie is free. This is on like Pluto, Tubi. Like you can find yeah, it now for it's free as available uh, as you can. So if you haven't seen it and you're interested, go check it out. It's free. Yeah, yeah and it's support worth a watch. Tubi. Yeah, <laughs> support your local Tubi. 
We love Tubi. Um, Tubi. Was, Tubi giveth. I was okay. looking at the stats the other day. Tubi is ahead of Max and another one, like Apple Plus, I think. Like I think it's and like Peacock. Like Tubi is ahead of them. I love Tubi. Yeah. And you know what? I don't mind the commercials even at one tiny bit. Bathroom breaks, baby. It's Bathroom the best. Bathroom breaks. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. I love Tubi. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So my first time watching this one, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Actually, I. Th- it's definitely. It it feels like a first movie. For sure. But it also feels like a first movie of somebody who's going to go on to do some really, really special stuff um, in the future. Not that Murder Party isn't special in its own way, but this feels like Saulnier's Reservoir Dogs in that sense. Where, like, now, Reservoir Dogs is an all-timer, but, like, I, what I mean is... When you see what Tarantino went on to do as he gained notoriety and gained bigger budgets and gained studio support, you know, from Pulp Fiction all the way on till, you know, Inglorious Bastards and, and Django and Hateful Eight and things like that, you saw, but if you go back and watch Reservoir Dogs, you see everything that makes him the filmmaker he is is in that movie right there. He doesn't say anything really all that different than what he winds up saying in Reservoir Dogs in terms of like, this is my, this is my, um, my style and this is who I am as a filmmaker. He carries that all the way through, even if he's doing, you know, different things with it. And I think it's the same here with Solnier. This is certainly a little goofier than, than his movies that come later. Uh, it's a little sillier, yeah. but it still feels like his movie. It just feels like his first movie. Uh, he doesn't have a big, uh, you know, a studio backing here or a, uh, much of a budget to work with. Um, I'm sure a lot of the people in the cast were friends and, um, Oh, I know they were cause Macon Blair, uh, you know, shows up in all of his movies basically. Yeah. Um, but that being said, it's, it's a really impressive first movie. Um, it's funny. It's dark. It's a legitimate, legitimate dark comedy, which I think we've lost the definite, like we've lost what those actually are a little bit. Like, yeah. I feel like things get mislabeled as dark comedies a lot. Um, I've heard House of Usher been, be labeled as a dark comedy. Uh, this new show, the Flanagan show. Yeah. It's not a dark comedy. I'm sorry. Like, there are funny moments in it that are kind of gross, but but it's not a dark comedy. Like, the, this feels like a dark comedy to me. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, <coughs> just off the top of my head, some dark. Because like, there's. You know what I think of, like, I always think of Cable, cable Guy as a dark comedy. Cable Guy is a dark comedy. Um,. Observe and Report yes. is a dark cut. You know what? A lot of Danny McBride, Danny McBride, Jody Hill stuff is dark. I would argue like all of it almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Halloween even Kills. Like, uh, what's um, that? I said Halloween Kills. Um, uh, Honestly. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, uh, Eastbound and Down is kind of a dark comedy. Right. Um, Righteous Gemstones is a dark comedy. Yes. Um, it's not about... There are horror comedies... Which this falls in line with as well, but this is also this leans more to dark comedy for me, like where it's the subject matter is really grisly stuff, mm-hmm. and it feels real and like the subject matter. If you just turned this movie a little bit, this could be a really nasty little horror movie. Yeah. Um. But suddenly, I realizes how ridiculous these characters should be, and he just lets them run with it and, and lets them have a good time with it. He mentions, sorry, he mentions Blood <clears throat> yeah. Simple at one of the interviews I was watching. Mm. Coen Brothers are a good example of what he's going for too. Dark because, comedy, they, they, they can yeah, do that. Yeah, and they have kind of a, the Coen Brothers have kind of a, 
a lot of the times they have you can tell they have a disdain for some of their characters if not all of them in some of their movies yes and he and this movie definitely has a disdain for a lot of the characters in this movie if not all <laughs> yeah i don't know that Sully went to film school i don't know a ton about his background but i would guess that he probably met a lot of people like this in mm-hmm. his journeys yeah and is lampooning them a little bit um but he also is able to make the situation feel dangerous and feel um, unpredictable that you don't ever really know what's going to happen next to either our protagonist or to um, these wacko art collective people. Um, I think all the performances are really strong. Uh, the What's the name of the character that they all like bow to? They, is it Jonathan? Is that what his name is? Um, yeah, I'm looking right There's here. There's a character that they all kind of, um, they all kind of worship. Alexander. And, Alexander. Yep. Yep. And he shows up. Um, oh, you know, twenty or thirty minutes in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we get a little movie before he shows up, but you hear a ton about him. And when he shows up, he is. I swear to you, that performance is so fucking funny to me. It's really good. It's really funny. He knows exactly what movie he's in. He knows exactly what like that guy kills it. Like. He's amazing, um, but yeah, no, I, I I had a ton of fun with this. I it's it's not a perfect movie. I don't think it should be a perfect movie. I think it's 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 the kind of movie that I enjoy, warts and all. Mm-hmm. Um, it does get. <laughs> it's funny because like I hate saying like this movie gets too ridiculous because it, it it it's ridiculous all throughout. It does get a little bit unfocused and kind of like what are we doing now? <laughs> Towards the end for me, where I'm like, okay, what are we? Where are we headed? Like what? Let's let's figure out how we're going to end this thing because it gets a little bit where I'm like, now we're just running around doing things and I don't understand where, you know, what, it feels yeah, a little no, focused yeah. at the end. Um, and you know that is what it is. But overall, I really enjoyed it and uh, I think it's a ton of fun. I think it's a ton of fun. I'm very worth a watch for sure. Yeah, if you're a fan of his stuff or if, or if you're just a fan of like kind of crazy out there. I don't know. Independent horror movies. This is definitely something I think people could could enjoy. So, I'm yeah. I'm yeah. locked up with you. I really. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with this. Um, I think it's fun to look back. Being a fan of, I'm a Green Room is the one um, that I really love, and you can see the DNA um, in this movie all over it. Um, I saw Green Room with you in the theater. Yeah, it's fantastic. And you and I were both like, that's one of the rare movie theater experiences where I think you and I have both agreed like. They always say, like, edge of your seat. Yeah. I was legitimately sitting forward in my seat. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because he, yeah, you can see the way he, because a lot of this takes place, the first, like, 60 minutes takes place in one room. Yeah. Yeah. And I love movies that do that. Me too. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of a, that's kind of an indie movie staple. It feels theater. Yeah. Yeah. And some movies struggle with it, but... You know what you mentioned? Reservoir Dogs place takes place a lot in. It's basically in a single room. In single room, you have to be clever and smart with your dialogue um, when it comes to that. And I think this movie is. And I'm with you. It's not Reservoir Dogs, but it shares that in common, which is to keep me engaged. When you do that, um, it needs to. It needs to be have kind of a fun, clever, smart script, and this does. I'm with you. I think when it gets out of that one room, it maybe gets a little bit too ambitious, big for its britches with the. Uh, budget it has and maybe yeah the resources they have but you can still see how talented he is as as things get moving and 
it has some fun gore if you're a horror, mm-hmm. if you're a gore hound. Um, towards the end, it does have a couple of fun moments of gore. Um, we'll talk about those as we get to those. Yeah. Um, but I think the other thing that separates this, and I was kind of surprised, a lot of these. Um, you mentioned Megan Blair, who has yeah. gone on to act. Um, he's the lead in Blue Ruin, which is yes. would be I think that's isn't that Sony's next film after this? Blue Ruin, yeah, which is great. Like it's it's dark and it's. But yeah. it's really good. Yeah. But as I was looking through this cast, a lot of these ca- like a lot of these actors and stuff didn't go on to do much. And I think some of them were just kind of friends and buddies. Yeah. <laughs> and if you watch some, uh, the special features, I just want to put it out there. There's documentary and a commentary on YouTube. They're both worth watching because these are very uh, these are very fun people to listen to talk. Yeah. Uh, the commentary is uh, the commentary is just like three dudes. Who's in the commentary? Commentary. Uh, like Saulnier. A- okay. Um. I believe Macon Blair. Macon Blair's on it, yeah. And then they call they call the dude that plays Alexander on the phone, and they just they just like <laughs> talk to him for like twenty minutes and or like two minutes, and he's like, um, I can't remember what he's he's watching a show at the time, and he's like, Yeah, I want to get back to the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some shitty reality show from back in two thousand seven. That's anyway, incredible. I was surprised that none of these people have gone on that haven't gone on to do. They're it all very talented because I, I yeah. think these across the board these performances are really good yep. and really funny and. And really know uh, what they're doing. Sky, um, the zombie cheerleader, is actually his wife. Um, they're still yes, married. Yes. She's a producer on his movies, um, and I believe she's produced a couple other things, mostly his movies. Yes, and the actress who plays um, uh, the character in the Blade Runner, yeah, Lexi, uh, she's been in okay some stuff as well. Yes. Yeah, so maybe she's but, done some stuff, but I just, but that's about it, honestly. That's but I think those are those are kind of things you need to go. You need to have the performances need to be on on point and the dialogue as well in a movie like this. And they are, um, I think this is, um, I think this is a really good solid indie horror movie, especially from if I'm pointing to one around that time period, this is about as good of an example as you're going to find. I think, yeah, a lot of that stuff that was coming out around that time from my memory is like, was just really not, we'll get into some of them because I picked out some fun ones, but yeah, um, let's get into this plot. Uh, let's do, do it. I'm going to read off. It's pretty lean, so. Yeah, they, the Wikipedia page has quite a bit, though. <laughs> so, um, Is this RoboCop 69? What was the one guy's name? Remember the, oh, my God. Do you remember the legendary yeah. IMDb? Yes. Like, Robo- God, was it RoboCop something? <laughs> it was like RoboCop like 420 or 69. It was sick, too. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, that RoboCop documentary, I think I've... Oh, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I just watched the Chucky documentary, by the way. Oh, that is pretty like good. That. Yeah, Living good. with Chucky. It was actually very sweet and tender. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Christopher, a lonely meter maid, finds an invitation to a Halloween costume party entitled Murder pa- Party on the Street. Constructing a night costume out of cardboard, he makes his way to Brooklyn to attend the party, only to discover it is actually a trap set by a group of deranged art students. Um, I should mention they shot this, they shot a lot of the credits like months before they even had a script so cool yeah because they just they were it was in october it was around halloween time we in might as well shoot some new york and some they, footage they decided they were gonna make this and they said yeah let's shoot some footage another fun little thing um i before i forget another halloween movie set in new york yes scream six yep uh one of the characters in scream six one of the main characters in scream six is wearing the murder party costume as his Halloween oh, costume, which I thought was really I fun. I can see that. Did, yeah. you, did you notice that? No, I yeah. So it's actually Ethan, the character Ethan in Scream Six, when he's at the party yeah. at the beginning of the movie, he's wearing the murder party the cardboard night. Nice. Okay. It's kind of fun. I can see that being fans of. This yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Uh, the art students in costume include Paul, a gothic vampire; Macon, a werewolf; Sky, a zombie cheerleader. 
Lexi, Pris from Blade Runner, and Bill, uh, a baseball fury from the Warriors. They intend to commit a murder as a piece of artwork to oppress Alexander, their wealthy, wealthy and sinister patron, <laughs> in hopes that they will receive a large arts grant from him. As you can see, very much skewering festival culture. Um, yes. Yeah. Not just art, but probably movie festivals as well. Uh, Chris has brought along a loaf of pumpkin raisin bread, which, by the way, they include the recipe to it on the DVD that came out. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, which Sky starts to eat. She then reveals that she is allergic to non-organic raisins, falls over, hits her head, and dies. The group hides the body out of embarrassment. Um, all right, we'll stop there. Uh, I like the I, the costumes are very much costumes that people around this uh, they would dress as blade Pris from blade runner and a baseball fury from these people would lab of madness is the group of um it's kind of the company production company um the group of friends that and jeremy saulnier is a part of that mm-hmm. this um their first attempt at a feature was a was titled mustache um they shot a lot of like vhs stuff yeah. growing up like there were kids they were friends together that's kind of classic just like Young filmmaking, like just shoot random stuff that you can. Yeah, this is very much in the vein of like a like an Evil Dead, yeah, and like where a group of people kind of get together after. Let's make a movie. Let's make a movie. Yeah. Let's go out in the woods. These people are just like, let's go might, to. Might take us a year to shoot this thing. Yeah, but... let's do it. They were basically they um, they didn't get investors, uh, for Mustache. Um, they shot a short trying to get funding for that film. So they just said they literally just said they said fuck it. Like, let's make this murder party. Let's do it with no money. And then in February 2006, they started shooting. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, they had festival runs with um, this movie. Um, They received, well, this in their short film that they tried to get funding for received seven legitimate film festival awards. So pretty cool. There you go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it just that's just one of those like really like, I don't know, kind of wholesome stories in an industry that's not full of those. Around this time too, like it felt like a lot of like there was no hope at indie films a lot of the time. Like it, it felt like that was lost a little bit. Yeah, and to see like I mean, you know, Sony's career obviously went went places after this, but it's just I don't know. There's something cool about seeing something small like this become and anything. Credit where credit is due to the distributor because this is a Magnolia um, picture, which is uh, did, like magnet releasing. They did a lot of um, like smaller independent movies. Splinter, we've talked about Splinter mm-hmm. was a Magnolia movie. Um, I'm blanking on some of the other ones. But. They supported a lot of cool stuff. Yes. And then there, were, there was a lot of, um, there was support too of like uh, Asian horror too yes. back then. Um, Tartan was the big, I think it was Tartan releasing was, was the name of it. Yeah. They were releasing some really cool like indie Asian horror stuff too. So like there were cool um Oh, Black Death was a magnet movie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They released a lot of, they really kind of helped um, around this time, focusing on like lesser known movies, like we said. Well, and, DVD and home video were still a thing. Yeah. Oh, Hobo like, with a Shotgun. Yep. Yep. They, they, those were still a thing. And those were still very popular. Like, you know, Netflix was not even doing its streaming stuff at this point in time. I don't think that started until a few years later. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, It was still like DVD by mail. So... Yep. Um, I mean, we were like, I, I just speak for the video store. Like we were busy like all the time. It was crazy. So yeah, it, it was an interesting time for the industry for yeah. sure. Um, all right. Back to this plot. Yes. Alexander arrives to the murder party with a friend, Zyko, who was unknown to the group Zyko, sweet. <laughs> and his dog Hellhammer, who is claimed to be part dingo. 
Alexander reveals that Zyko is his drug dealer. Each member of the murder party then gives their input on how they will commit the murder. Drugs. Is this the part where they show the hot dog being thrown at the Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Crack me up for whatever even. Um, drugs and alcohol fuel the group as they decide to wait for the witching hour, at which time they will all stab Chris in unison. This is like this is funny even reading. It's like it. what's funny is it's like the most basic way to kill. Like there's so, so many interesting ways they talk about killing him, and they're like, yeah. well, let's just all stab him. Yeah, because they're pretentious art students. Yeah, like they don't have an ounce of creativity. No, in them. they're just nothing. Like, let's wait till the witching hour, and yeah, then we'll, that, stab we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I just uh, yeah. say for a second? As soon as Alexander makes his entrance, <laughs> the film shifts. Like. The the scene that made me go okay I like this movie was was his, his scene where he's he does the now take off your vampire shirt yeah now take off your vampire pants <laughs> it's so sweet <laughs> it's so funny because it's like the pettiest like he's wearing a crummy vampire costume when he comes in and the other guy's actually like wearing a decent vampire costume and he's like he's like so like disgusted that they could be wearing the same outfit that he just like it's so good he like shames him in front of the group there's a they wrote down a couple of lies that were cracking me up and they aren't just him but um oh, yeah. i think around the time someone goes i didn't sign up for a second degree assault party yeah that's, yeah it's great <laughs> uh they will read the cause of death art uh, all the kids are doing it in belarus <laughs> and then someone says at one point uh paul puts the bitch in barbiturate <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, too. Um, so, yeah, this movie is very funny. It is very funny. Um, where are we? Drugs and alcohol fuel the group as they decide to wait for the witching hour. Oh, yeah, I got that. While Macon leaves to pick up some pizza, Alexander has sex with Lexi, <laughs> and then later with Paul. Yeah, it's so sweet. <laughs> I love that there's, like, nothing made of it either. It's just, like, there's a like all of a sudden he's having sex with her yes. in the background. Yeah. And then the same thing happens, and you're like, oh, oh now he's... Then, and Paul. Yeah. It's so funny. And then you just, well, you accept it because they're all art students. Oh, yeah. No, they, they, you're like, okay. Yeah, or artists. That feels right. <laughs> Macon arrives to see the two having sex and begins binge drinking and ends up covering himself in alcohol in the process. He later accidentally subs himself on fire with only Chris, no, which only Chris notices. Paul, a photography artist, is, artist, begins taking pictures of Chris and is frustrated no one will assist him. Uh, we talked about like skewing, uh, skewering arts. An artist. Um, yep. It's funny. Yeah, I mentioned they they did win quite a few awards mm-hmm. um, for festivals. The one thing I wanted to mention too, because it touches on it a little bit, is um, and maybe I'll get to. But um, um, what am I thinking of? Uh, gentrification. This. In, oh yeah, in Brooklyn, sure, sure. in Brooklyn especially. This I saw. Uh, Jeremy Salne tells a story of how he was friends with a guy who. Moved to Brooklyn around this time. Um, and this is when Brooklyn... You know what? This happens a lot in Detroit, too, where a lot of um, working-class people get priced out of an area. Mm, yeah. And only yeah, only higher-income people can live there. Mm-hmm. And so you get a lot of artist types that come from money, maybe. And what happened was his friend was a cook, um, and he couldn't get hired anywhere in this neighborhood because... Uh, they didn't have any interest in hiring someone who wasn't an artist as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that's where it was. So a lot of this Jeez. seems to have stemmed from that experience. Some of that? Yeah. that experience and kind it makes of makes sense. Yeah. Um, will you ever? Uh, you ever take any art classes? I took a photography class in community college. Okay. Um, before I started at a university and. Uh, 
Um, I, I had to take an art class of some sort, and that was terrible. Yeah. I was just yeah. not, I mean, like, by, for, by, apparently by everybody's, like, I was, but I, I got through it. But, like, I, I, I don't know. It was interesting enough, like, but I just, I was seeing what other people were doing, and I was like, I don't get any of this. Like, I just, okay. I was taking pictures of, like, oh, here's my girlfriend. Here's a picture of my girlfriend. They're like, that's what you took a picture <laughs> of. And, then like, they were, like, taking pictures of, like, a trash can outside. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like fucking American Beauty. <laughs> yeah, like I was, I was clearly not getting it, but I, you know, my pictures developed and they were in focus, and I felt okay about that. The color <laughs> grading on them was good enough. I passed. So yeah, I've been around it. I took yeah some college art classes um, yeah. just because I thought it was uh, interesting. And yeah, for it was sure. Like an elective that fit with what I was going. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it, what I remember mostly is my classes. I mean, it's stereotypical, but they smelled like weed. All of them smelled like weed. <laughs> Yeah, there was some of that for sure. Yeah. We had to go back in the dark room and stuff, and it was like, oh, yeah, no, I remember that. Weed and, weed and like, stuff trying to cover up weed that made it smell oh, weird. Oh, God, yeah. Like patchouli yeah. and, like, yeah, no. The worst. I was there for that, yep. The nice thing about the cinema class I took, at least, was, like, it was just B.O. smell, <laughs> which... Yeah, and like, then the the art classes were B.O. Ed Weed Ed Patchouli. It was all of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a combo. So Um They talk that's what I wanted to bring up. That's what I was blanking on here is um well the other reason they I think we talked a little bit about how much they won or they did win some awards at festivals, but the thing with festivals is a lot of it is exposure. Yeah. Especially those smaller ones. Right. You're doing it for exposure. Um and they talk a little about there's an interview where Sonia talks a little bit about he spent more money getting the movie into film festivals than like spending on the movie itself. He says that we premiered the film for a total cost of around 160,000. The film festival expenses exceeded 35,000 and delivering the film was another 40,000. So the entire budget came in just under 250,000. Wow. So you can say like people say like make your own El Mariachi for 6k, but it will cost you 10, 20k <laughs> to properly hand it over to domestic and foreign distributors. To get seen. Yes. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's the thing. So um, they were able to do it, so good for them. And that's scary. Like, can you imagine, like, yeah. being young and like having a like some sort of ambition that you know is most people would say is pie in the sky, and like then going, holy smokes, we numbers. just spent. Yeah, yeah, that's scary for sure. So a lot of it is just honestly, a lot of it you can tell is just luck. Yeah, yeah, it is, and talent, but luck. yeah, well, no, for sure, it's it's both. It's both. It's a combination. Yep, for sure. As the group grow bored, they decide to play Truth or Dare using sodium pentothal and divulge their innermost secrets. They use real, um, they use saline in the needles for that. Okay. That's what they did because they wanted to use real needles because it made people uncomfortable. I kind of like that. Yeah, that works. Um, all of it eventually take a shot from the same needle, except for Alexander, who injects him his shot into a slice of pizza. Each reveals mostly trivial truths about their lives and attempt to force Alexander to confirm that he indeed does have grant money to give. Bill, who's mostly kept to himself, discovers that the group make fun of him and plan on kicking him out, but only because his work is so much better than theirs. Macon confesses his longtime love for Lexi and recounts a story of when they were in high school and ate a popsicle together on a water tower. Macon shows he kept the leftover popsicle stick as a token, but as a rebuff by Lexi, Alexander sends Zyko out to get him some crank. Crank, yeah. That, that <laughs> I love whole, that. I'm happy they use crank there. That conversation is really funny, too. Uh, Macon's a nice guy, isn't he? 
Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Uh, what do you think of this truth or dare scene? This is a long scene. It's kind of a risky scene to put in the middle of a movie like this. Yeah, you know, it, it works for me. Which I like against all odds, it works. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 very funny. Um, They're kind of spoofing the thing a little bit, aren't they? A little bit. Yeah, there's definitely a bit of that. Um, it's. It's funny because you quickly realize that none of these people actually matter to each other even remotely. Like, that's what's funny about it is, like, you're not 100% sure. You get hints of, like, the, the relationship dynamics here, but you don't get any real full understanding of, like, how much this group actually cares about each other. And then you see this scene and you go, oh, none of them care about each other. Like, they're, they're all just selfish, nasty, like kind of awful people yeah we're only in it for some sort of weird status thing yes yeah so it's funny that way but you almost feel a little bit mad for Macon (laughs) a little bit bad for him yeah he's a sad sad because he's kind of a bummer like (laughs) yeah I don't want to give him a hug but like you're kind of like this god this poor guy like sad human being like (laughs) just just leave the leave the warehouse and walk away please like (laughs) I don't know uh, we talked a little bit about the Lab of Madness uh, that Selene's buddies. Um, he wrote this. Um, he tailored the characters towards them, so maybe that's why they work so well. Yeah. His wife was in it. Um, Paul Goldblatt, was, who was in it as well, he also handled the um, he handled the effects and stuff. What were you going to say, sorry? No, no, no. I was going to say his wife is barely in it, which is She gets killed early, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. There's a, there's yeah. a joke about that. I can't remember why they did it, but yeah. 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 Um, I will say this is a, for as low budget as it is, this is a good looking movie. It is. Um, I think the, the colors look sharp. Uh, this is a good looking movie for how low it, budget it is. The other thing I think it does a decent job of, even when it gets outside, <laughs> it's not like a great New York movie, but it, you... He, he he talks about how he watched um, Scorsese's After Hours, um, and also mm. you can tell that obviously the Warriors is a big influence on this, and you can see that a little bit there. So I think honestly, I think a lot of the New York stuff comes with like what we talked about with the gentrification of Brooklyn and everything like that, because these are the type of people that would move in. <laughs> it feels like New York to me enough. I yeah. mean, I, like I'm not an expert, but I, I get enough of the New York vibe, and I, I've seen movies where it's like. I watch it and I go, this is not New Year. Like, this is obviously... Like, I tend to lose myself in a movie if it's good enough. Regardless. I, I see a lot of people online that are, that like, where they'll be like, eh, it's obviously Canada. And I'm like, but then you didn't like the movie. Right. Or you weren't into the movie. Because for me, like, if I lose myself enough in it, I'm not looking at analyzing, like... It's even movies set in Detroit. Like, so I, like, I know Detroit. You know, there's something that I actually know that I've been to... Right. Uh, you know, countless times... I can watch a movie. We just watched The Crow recently. It's obviously not Detroit, but like I'm cool with it being Detroit. Like I, I don't care. Like I can buy. You know what I'm saying? Like, a uh, Robocop is another example yeah, where like a lot of that was filmed in, like Dallas. Wasn't yeah, it? it's not Detroit. It's like, not Detroit, but like I kind of feel like I it's, think it's Detroit. Whatever. It's, it works for me. It's fine. I'll yeah. In my mind, yeah, sure. That's is it Halloween Six where they show the um, big mountains in Chicago yeah. or in Illinois. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that stuff takes me out. Yeah, that if if you catch it, it can, that can do it for sure. But once again, look, we're talking about Halloween Six, which I mean, we both love, of course. But it's a movie that's not necessarily good enough to take you. If a movie's good enough, you, you won't think about these things. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, and there is, yeah, it won't have a major effect on your appreciation of it. So, 
Frustrated with not having anyone to assist in his photographs, Paul calls his professional assistant to aid him. The group is not happy as the assistant is not aware of the murder party. Oh, this is the woman that comes in. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, I she's, forgot about this. She's funny. Um, an argument breaks out and Paul injects Alexander with a dose of truth serum. The group, group asks him about the grant again and discover Alexander is actually a fraud. He's a fry cook. Uh, that I mentioned that the, his cook buddy who plans on killing the group, stealing their art and selling them, selling it as he assumes it will be worth more. Lexi discovers Macon on fire and she, the assistant extinguishes him. Oh, this is where he, how did Macon get lit on fire? Like what was the, I don't remember actually. I don't either. Cause like, this is the wolf, the, like where the wolf gets melted onto it. Yeah. He goes outside to get the dog or to like take out. Part of the, but, like, do they ever actually show like how he gets lit on fire? I swear they just go outside like, and he's on fire, like yeah, which I love. Like that's funnier. But the the effect is great. The melt, it's awesome. The melt is werewolf. really good. Yeah, yeah, it's sweet. The melt is really good. Uh, yeah, I don't remember honestly. I, yeah, I can't either. Uh, Zyko returns with a bag of crank, and Alexander immediately tells Zyko to kill everyone. Paul is shot in the head, but doesn't realize and seems to only be annoyed that someone interrupted his shot. (laughs) The assistant is also shot in the head, and Zyko attacks Lexi. Macon, badly burned yet still alive, gets his chainsaw and uses it to attack Zyko, brutally killing him and passing out shortly after. The chainsaw kill is good, too. They did Mm -hmm. some effects. That's a mix. Um, The chainsaw blades are kind of uh, digitally done. They had a friend. um, Chris... Collins, I think is the name. I can't remember. He's a okay. friend that they, they basically just did it as like a favor for them. And um, it's a good, uh, that's the other gory part. Yep. That and the w- melting uh, werewolf face are the two like kind of gory far- parts where I, oh, this is cool. And um, we're pretty well. He grew up, uh, Sony grew up kind of like a fango kid. So um, it was a big deal for him to get those. That's right. awesome. Indie horror. We talked a little bit about around this time. This reminds me of, I'm going to name off some movies for you too that I okay. think you were like, we kind of think of. I think of at least in the same vein as this. Fido. You remember Fido? Oh, yeah. I like Fido. Remember Teeth? The Vagina? Teeth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Baghead, which I believe is, is that, um, it's not Joe Swanberg, is it? Um, oh, what's my man's name from the league? I don't know. Um, one of the brothers. the Duplass. Duplass. Is that Baghead? I yeah. think so. Behind the Mask is another low budget movie that I think this kind of reminds me of. Yep. I think this is kind of in the same vein as those. Would you agree? There's a little, there's a little bit of trauma tossed in there too. There's a bit of that in here. Like it does get a little bit uh, Toxic Avenger at times. Um, yeah, I can see that. Maybe a little Tromeo and Juliet, a little early James. There's Gunn. some of that. Too. Yeah, yep, for sure. Um, remember that we've talked a little bit about the Mumble Gore era with like Joe <laughs> Ty West. I think you could I hate that. Yeah. That name, I, <laughs> I think you could make it. You know what? I don't think you could make a case because I think those are sparser when it comes to dialogue. A lot this isn't Mumblegore. I don't right? think so either. No, I've seen. I've. I was. I saw it lumped in a, a couple places. I see why you might think that, but I think this is more. This feels just more like straight indie horror, dark comedy. Like that's yeah, for sure. Like okay, he came around the same time as them. That's fine, but yeah, no, that doesn't vibe with me. No, a little bit like a theater piece. Translate. Yeah, you mentioned that. The I had that written down. Um. I think you mentioned earlier, yeah, Reservoir Dogs. The other things I would think of, this reminded me a little bit of, a little bit of Dark Star, but oh no, yeah, the thing with Dark Star I is can see that you can see Carpenter. I actually think you could probably see more. Um, O'Bannon is Dan O'Bannon in Dark Star. Uh, yeah, the well, early yes. the early Carpenter movie. I think I might compare it to a little more is probably Assault. Um. Maybe I can a li- see that. Maybe a little bit more dark comedy, but I think I can um, see that. 
But there's I'm trying to think share of, similarities in terms of that that vibe of that early, you know, like they feel like one area friends. Yes. Getting together to make a movie. Yes. And they're limited in their budget and stuff, and so they basically they have to keep it contained to one set. Right. One area. Like I love that stuff. Like, yeah, that works for me. Assault you can see all over like Green Room. Yes. Like um, Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah but that for sure. I'm trying to think of something like the other Evil Dead is a good comparison with Raimi. That's a really good comparison. Um, Romero, it's tough because Night, for me, is so much different than a lot of his earlier work. Night's like, tricky because Night is also in black and white, and it feels older than it is. Right. Which always makes it feel... Like, 68 <laughs> is not... Like, it's it's obviously very old now, but, like, it's not as old as other black and white movies that people think of, like... I don't know. It's different with yeah with Romero. Some of the earlier stuff where you can see his fingerprints, like what he would become later. It's probably like Season of the Witch and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, like I don't know. Romero's different when it comes to that. But I would, yeah, I, those are kind of what I was thinking too. Well, Romero's got all of Pittsburgh behind him, so right. Yeah, <laughs> they're all his friend. <laughs> uh, let's. All right, we're coming up on the end here. Yes. The chase leads them to an art student party. <laughs> Look out. You ever been to an art student party? If you've been to a party, I have, yeah. I remember those. Like, I've been to... Parties with, like, I remember going to parties with, like, people that were art students. I've there. been to a theater student party. Yeah. Similar. The th- they are very horny people. Absolutely. Like, they are... There's a lot of repression going on. And there's a lot of stress involved with... Horny and dramatic. Yes. Yeah, you probably see a lot of fights. Not like fist fights, but like a uh, lot of fights and breakdowns, crying. Like, sh- like, like, Yeah, I saw some of that. They basically just like were all... There was a lot of goofing around. Fooling around. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. A lot. What Do you have like a favorite... I think it's just like, a, like they had to like excise the... Like it's almost like... I think there's a ton of stress involved in like productions. Yes. And I think it's like... And, uh, you know, theater theater kids tend to be nerds. Right. Let's like, be honest. Like, tra- traditional nerd, Like, they, they're kind of nerdy. You know? And they all kind of, like, they get, like, a drink or two in them. And it comes <laughs> out. Wow! It's getting wild. Yeah. DTF. Um, yeah. Yeah, I left pretty quick. Do you have a favorite, like, stereotypical group to party with? Do you like to party oh, with the theater kids? Gosh. Do you like to party with the jocks? Do you like to party with the, uh, the band members, the band geeks? I'm a redneck partier. <laughs> I like to party with rednecks. They're like, they're like, because, and I'm not like, not like, not like, yeah, not like nasty, like, you know, KKK rednecks, obviously. I'm better than that. But, right. Like, just like, I like to party with like good old boy type people, like, where they're just like, like, they just want to put on a bonfire and crank some tunes and just, you know, where reminisce I, about the good old days. You know where I come from. Yeah. You know they want to reminisce from. about the good old days yeah. and laugh a lot. And, uh, you know, the yeah. only thing you got to yeah. worry about with, farts are acceptable. Yeah. See, those Public are chill, farting. though. But you got to worry um, about like an aggro redneck. Oh, yeah. I've bumped into that yeah. for sure. Yeah. But the nice thing is I know what I've noticed is like usually the ones who are not the aggros tend to like get rid of that person pretty quick. Yeah, not sure. like murder them. Yeah. But like. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. but like make them not be there anymore. Stoners aren't real fun to party with. Uh, no, because they all just want to. They want to smoke weed. And they, 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 they just want literally all they talk about is weed. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get into that. Um, 
jocks are pretty aggro. I've partied with like a lot of jocks, and like it gets a little bit, they yeah, a little bit much sometimes. They always want to like wrestle, and I don't know <laughs> I how to go. I used to party with a lot of like, um, like wrestlers in high school like uh, amateur wrestlers yes and like i always get so pissed because like at a certain point they're all drunk and they just want to fucking wrestle all the time <laughs> yeah it's like stop yeah i have now partied with professional wrestlers yeah on a couple of occasions they're fun now they're an interesting mix of like jock and theater kids it's an interesting <laughs> mix yeah 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 i mean they, but they're i've had good experiences so far everybody's pretty cool yeah there, there's, there's some chopping that might happen yeah i i i'm i'll not take part in that but <laughs> There is chopping, but yeah, they seem all right. I like them, but you know, yeah, I kind of like that. I kind of like the rednecks isn't the right way to say it. I, I like the, I don't know, I like partying like the, with like the, the rural area. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's I know fun. what you mean. The down home. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know For what sure. you mean. Um, Chris attempts to hide in a performance art exhibit and Bill is approached by the organizer Cicero. Mm. and asks if he has seen Alexander as a grant was promised to him. Bill is further enraged and vows to murder the whole scene. He enters the art exhibit and murders all the artists before cornering I'm Chris. done with this scene. Everyone <laughs> dies. <laughs> uh, Bacon, who has arrived at the party and has found an outlet to plug in the chainsaw, falls off the roof <laughs> while plugging it in. Yeah, that's really good. His, like, <laughs> his third act contribution is trying to find a plug. Yeah. And then he dies immediately after. It's so sweet. <laughs> the uh, M in Murder Party on the title is a plug. and Ah, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, the plugged-in chainsaw is conveniently left hanging outside a window behind Chris, who, after grabbing it and dodging an axe blow, brings the chainsaw down onto Bill's head in self-defense. Chris then slams a pumpkin onto Bill's destroyed head and screams, I just wanted to party. He exits the room, <laughs> borrowing a security guard's phone to dial emergency services explicitly pointed out that the scene is real, not art. He then leaves the exhibit as partygoers assume the murder scene is an art piece. Um, Chris disposes of his anti-anxiety medication and arrives home, whereas cat Sir Lancelot finally gives him back his chair. There you see. I like that moment. That's, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's the journey of Chris throughout yeah, this Yeah, he's, he's a man now. <laughs> Christopher sits down and turns on the television, still wearing his blood-stained costume. And that's it. Yeah. Um, we talked pretty much about all I have. What a um, ride. The score, you can tell, they even admit, like, they rip off Nightmare on Elm Street a lot. Yeah, yeah. Th- it's a decent score, though. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, of their, a lot of the bands that you hear in the music, there's some fun music in this. Um, they were just people Local they knew. Bands. They, people they knew, like yeah. they were friends with. Um, it, at certain points, you can hear... Um, in the background, there's one point where you can, because they're in that warehouse, you can hear a truck backing up. Like, there are certain things that, like, if you want them to take you out of the movie, you will. But, like, I'm with you. Like, you get caught up in it. Like, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. Care. And now I find it fun to yeah. hear about this And stuff. honestly, that yeah. kind of adds to, like, living in a city. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you might hear a truck backing into that sure. warehouse. Yeah, that might add to the... Uh... There's a there's an over-sanitation with certain movies, like mm-hmm. studio movies, where, like, you they don't, they almost lose their feeling of... Uh, being real because they are so clean all the time. Yeah. Visually and audio wise, like really, Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I appreciate stuff like that. The chainsaw part was another part I wanted to point out too. Cause like when I, when he mentioned it, it was in the documentary. You can see that it's digital, the chain. Yeah. Um, but when I was watching, I didn't notice it. Like, no. yeah. I just watched it and I was like, <laughs> he saw on his face. Um, like I mentioned, the commentaries on YouTube, there's a great moment. They get, he gets a phone call, uh, Saulnier, who is the director because everybody said like he's the only one with enough patience um, to be the director, but he gets a phone call 
telling him that they got theatrical distribution on the commentary, and you just hear beers popping. <laughs> like, That's so after sweet. he announces it, because he's like so excited, and then they continue on with the commentary. That's so rad. Um, but there you go. Fun movie. Um, yes. it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, it's all out there. So I had a good time with it, and I had I, like I had I, like looking back now, talking with you about it. Like I'm like okay, I had a really good time with that. Like yeah, I enjoyed it even more than I realized. I think talking about it after the fact. So yeah. There it is. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yes. Support your Tubi. Watch Murder Party. Um, Tim. Yeah. Now that we're done with our Halloween series, um, what are we doing next? We, our plan is to do Saw X. Saw X. You have recently watched all of the Saw movies leading up to this. You are rolling through them. I have been binging them. Very, sawing through them. I think our, I would make the argument that, uh, you know what, here's where I'll tell the story. Um, I won't. Uh, I won't tell it on the other. Um, it's our. I think it's our most bingeable horror franchise. It is. Like today, like I, I literally like it popped up on Hulu. Like the hit. Like watch the next yeah. movie. I'm like, next. it's like episodes. It's like it's next great. episode. It's great. What I wanted to say though is I was finishing up, so I was watching at home. And where are you at now currently? So I was watching four. Finished four. I finished four. Nice. Um, and I just started yesterday, so I finished four. And I'm watching at home. And my wife is like, "Hey, I need, I need the room. Like, I need, I've got to be on camera uh, for work. Yeah, sure. Like, I need the room. So I'm like, all right. Um, and I'm watching it. And I'm getting to the end, and I'm sitting there like with four, saw four. I'm like, I don't remember shit about this movie. No. And like towards the end, I'm like, what the hell happens? But I, she's like, hey, can I leave the room, or can you leave the room, or whatever? Um, and I'm like, I want to continue this. Like, I, I need to know what happens here. So I load the kid up in the stroller and I'm walking around watching it while you Berkeley on my phone, like while I watch, I'm like balancing it. And then like, it's kids are getting out of elementary school. <laughs> Luckily I have my headphones in. I, I watched some saw, uh, I think like at, I think I watched some saw at a soccer practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it I was the, down real low with subtitles. Yeah, with the subtitles out, and like the part where uh, what's our, what's the dude's name? I can't remember his name right now. He's the guy that goes, "I'm bleeding, man." Yeah, he's my favorite character. Yeah, he goes, "I got no fucking soul, man." Yeah, he's good, <laughs> uh, but he's got the knives. Yeah, the knives are hitting him, and I'm walking, and like there's this woman walking with her kids behind me, and I'm like trying to push really Turn quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I walked, hey, you got to get your saw in. However, you I, wa- can. I walked around with my child in the stroller, and uh, you think you're gonna finish them all before Saw X? Probably not before. You don't need to watch. My goal is to get through six. I think if you're good through six, I think you're fine because I four, think four, five, six are the ones I don't remember. Seven, you're pretty savvy with, and Jigsaw and, and Spiral, Spiral are like their own. And I will watch those at some point. Yeah, but, but they're my, very much their own things. My goal is to get through the next two. I think. Yeah, smart. Before uh, Saw X, finish finish the most of the Hoffman saga. By the time we record Saw X, I will be through. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. The whole thing. Good. How's your hatchet rewatch going? Done. How uh, was Victor Crowley? It's not good. Better than three. Yes. Okay. Felissa Rose is the only reason why it really. What a delight. She's such a delight. What a delight. Yeah. Um, no, th- those aren't good movies. I, I, um, I walked away from my salary watch, like legitimately going like, you know what? That's a pretty good series. Like overall, I'm not too shabby. I'm having a lot of fun with the Saw movies. Yes. Until I hit Saw 5, I didn't have any moment of like stumbling. Saw 5, I went, okay. <laughs> and then Saw 6, I went, all right. <laughs> Saw 6 is my, like, like my weird favorite. It's not my favorite, but it's like my weird favorite. 
Because it's like, it's so, it's you, you'll get there. I think Piranha. Like, it's the best. As I'm like, as I'm watching this, I actually think two and three are the high points for me. Yeah, two and three I, are the best. Two yeah. and three, and those are the in Bo- terms of Bows- pure quality. Those are the Bowsman ones. Maybe we'll do like a like for the Tiny Terror or something, or maybe we'll do like a bracket too. Ooh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe we'll do like a double that's, shot. That's good. Do a bracket, and then we'll do a Sox. Sawmania. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Anyway, well, they got two more coming out. They've announced. Are, are they for sure doing those? I think they've said they're like they made a decent amount. They of greenlit money. two. Yeah. of them. Those, I heard something about I who knows. I mean, the thing is, like those movies, I was looking at the budget for them, and they're so low, tiny. Those, like they've made, they've already like they've already made their money back times. with this franchise. Yeah, yeah like mm, go ahead and burn a couple more. Yeah, they they cost nothing to make. Right. So yeah. So that's what we're gonna be doing next Saw time. Saw X. If anything changes, we'll let you know. But excellent. Thank you, everybody. Stay safe out there and stay scared. Mm-hmm.